Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm glad you're here because you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Brian Murford. He's the weatherman on the moose and on our journey today. Um, there's been a whole bunch of stuff that came up after that there Xbox showcase, so let's jump on into the Xbox Drive. Bra! Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Hello, Ryan Turford. How are you today, my good friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, the weather, it's a little rainy today here in Toronto, Sean. It's a its a cool 18 degrees. So, I mean, it's not not norm, a normally crazy day, but, you know, it's, it's you know, slightly rainy outside. But how are you doing, Sean? You know what? It's rainy here as well, Ryan. And I'm glad that we got the show up and running. I'm here in a hotel room. You might have noticed the intro a little bit weird. I'm the, 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 the walls are paper thin here. I'm right around the corner from the, the elevator. Who knows if this Internet is going to hold up for us today, my friend? Uh, I just started Audacity <laughs> after screaming yep. the intro. So we're making it work, man. By hook or yep. by crook, we are here. And you know what? Shout out to Crispies, who is in the in the discord asking this is for you man because i'll tell you what <laughs> we barely made it across the start line my friend but i know crispy was asking about when we go live we're here we're gonna do it let's do it absolutely and oh, if, oh. oh sean if only the people at home could see the picture you showed me of your set right how now. this is working man it is, it is ridiculous we, mm-hmm. the, the te- technology we put together to make somehow like make this cargo today yeah. was we're on dial up internet i think ryan yes exactly well we <laughs> don't want to tempt the gods of fate too much <laughs> yes, more by exactly. delaying the show so folks at home if you want to support the show there's a number of ways you can do that number one if you're watching the live stream right now over at youtube.com slash carpool gaming or if you're watching the video on demand <laughs> later don't forget to like the video subscribe if you haven't subscribed already because come on what are you doing if you haven't subscribed we're one subscriber away from 1500 subs Oh, one subscriber, Sean, which is kind of crazy. Maybe we'll hit it during the show. Maybe we won't have YouTube open to to pay attention to this. But um, if it happens, it happens. Um, Also, if you're listening on audio feeds, don't forget to rate us there. And also, you know, leave us a nice little Apple podcast review if you're feeling so inclined to do so. And last but not least, if you want this like a big audio feed with all of our content on it, as well as some exclusive content, exclusive, Exclusive. you can head on over to our Patreon Patreon.com slash carpool gaming, just like Jonas Young did. I made sure to remember to pull this up, Sean, because I almost forgot this. Uh, Jonas Young, who we're welcoming back at the gold tier membership. So thank you to Jonas Young for, for hopping back in the Discord with us and uh, or the, the Patreon with us and also everyone else who subscribed to us on Patreon. I really appreciate your support. Well, without further ado, Sean, it is time to grab our 8-tracks. Papa Band, it is time for the playlist. And one other thing I should note, before we get into today, to today's show as well, um, we're not going to be running down, you know, the Xbox showcase this week because um, we, we already have an entire episode dedicated to that. So if y'all missed that episode, for whatever reason, it is on the podcast feed and right here on YouTube as well, including we also have a separate video of our full reactions from the showcase as well. So both of those are available right now on the YouTube channel. You can go watch them there as yes. well. All right, Sean. Uh, so right, what, what, what have you been playing? Because you're currently on the road. Uh, actually, hold on. Tell people where you are real quick, because I, I know uh, maybe you wanted to have maybe people meet up with you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm in. I am currently in New York City. Uh, I am. I'm not going to give away 
the hotel details. I'll, I'll, we'll leave it. In <laughs> well, the they'll be able to area. tell Sean because they can see the inside of your hotel room. They'll be like, yes. "Oh, oh, oh! I know that hotel. I've been in yes. that room before." Ryan, this is the entirety of the room, man. Like what you're seeing, it's not like, "Oh, there's a a big area over there." Like this is it. I'm on the bed. Like that's it. That's all the space that we got in here, my friend. Um, so yes, I'm in New York City until Saturday. I fly home on Saturday. I'll be working on Thursday. So yeah, if you're in the area and you want to meet up. Um, um, it looks like Badbit and I are going to be meeting up at the Nintendo World Store at Rockefeller Plaza on uh, on Friday. So yeah, it's but but on this note, Ryan, on this note of travel, it is probably the first ever time that I wish I had like some sort of Steam Deck. First yeah. ever, um, I do have my my Switch with me over there uh, beside my Sea of Thieves backpack. Um, but I, I, I needed to sleep. I was on a red eye. So I'm just kind of like getting adjusted here, Ryan. I'm just, okay. uh, I, my flight took off at 1 a.m. Oh and God. my hotel room was not ready for me when I arrived. So I needed, I was forced to go wander the streets of New York City today. <laughs> with <laughs> so, all your stuff with you and everything. Too, well, at least a backpack anyways. I was able to leave one of my bags here. But yeah, I, uh, it's been a day. It's, it's been a day, but we're making it work, man. Um, but on your, uh, to your question... I am level 46, 47, I think, of uh, of Diablo 4. I've made it to Act 3. Excellent. <laughs> you finally are getting through the story, Sean. I'm getting through the story. Are, are there six acts? Did I see six? There are six, but okay. the f- Act 4, 5, and 6 are smaller than the first three. Oh, God. The, the first three were very short and pretty formulaic, too. Like, I think, you know, not that I was really expecting anything mind-blowing out of this experience, uh, but I think I'm starting to see maybe that difference between a high eight and a low nine that we were seeing on the on the open critic. I don't know if you feel differently. Uh, maybe things will open up differently for me as well when I hit uh, Paragon levels at level 50. So, um, yeah. like, it's, it's on, on a solo kind of trail, it's... Same old, same old, I would say. But the fact that this thing does allow us to play with so many people and we all have it and it's cross play is has been the fun. But and I know we're going to talk about um, well, hopefully we'll talk about 33 Immortals because, man, I just cannot wait for us to have the possibility to play a game like this with 33 other people. That's all I can really think about. But I keep progressing in Diablo. We're almost there. And yeah, I wish I had a, a rogue ally or a steam deck or something with me that I could kind of bring it with me but that's yeah. it yeah i was gonna say like the the i i feel like if i traveled more like i would very much be that person that steam deck or that rog ally person mm-hmm. um it's it's only because i don't travel that i'm i'm not even really looking at those at the moment um where the point where you know bringing my analog pocket with me on you know smaller commutes and trips is, is usually good enough of course the analog pocket is a like a brand new like game boy and game boy advance mm-hmm. um so i play i'm just riding the bus and sometimes people will look over at me sean and see that i'm playing like uh like donkey kong 94 the game boy cartridge i love it just, i love uh, just it just on my analog pocket and we were like what, what is going on why is this person in 2023 playing Dude, Game Boy on the bus? I, I was uh, I was wandering around and there was a place for sushi and ramen. So you got to go. I got to go there. Uh, grab some food. And it's a packed place. Lots of great conversation happening. And there's a there's a table next to me. Just two people, two friends. Um, you know, and I was I was all by myself. So I might have been eavesdropping just a little bit. They were friends. Um, there wasn't a date. They were just kind of catching up. And all of a sudden, like they were talking about life and, and renovating houses and grown-up stuff and then all of a sudden um the the lady 
um, mm-hmm. probably in her mid forties goes, Oh yeah, I've been playing that legend of Zelda game big time. <laughs> like, and, and it broke out into a huge nerd conversation, which was great because even prior to that, as I was sitting down, there was a table, a table of buds, just a bunch of guys just having a good time, having ramen together. Yeah. I sat down, I had my sea of thieves backpack guy taps me on the shoulder goes, Hey man, I like your backpack. I'm like, yeah, you do. Thanks man. That was pretty sweet. So nice. it's been a good day, nice. my friend. You traveled in New York City, Sean, and you're you're in the cultured place of the world where people play video games. Play video. It was, but honestly, Ryan, um, I was four and a half minutes away from the Nintendo uh, store at Rockefeller. I I had to scope out the place. I, I wanted to send okay. pictures back home. Uh, Going to be picking up maybe a, a whale lord or I don't know. We'll see some sort of plushie for the kids. Ooh, mm-hmm. that sounds mm-hmm. nice. Some Pokemon. Sounds nice. Yes, yes, Ryan. Yes, brother. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. All right. So it sounds like you're you're all in on Diablo Four. That's what you've been playing. Going back, it's circling the conversation back. Oh, the other thing too is um, just hovering around those Steam sales, the Epic sales, the summer sales are all happening because Summer Game Fest, all the June holiday season is happening. Um, So I'm hovering, man. I'm not. I haven't really pulled the trigger on much, but I'm I'm a split second away from making. Oh, oh. Is this, can we talk about this here about making, I was just about to say about making some bad decisions with our money or are we um, waiting for Starfield stuff later? Well, let me, I'm just pulling this up real quick. So, um, Nagashaka asked the question. Okay. Is this was a question <laughs> later in the show, but we'll okay. bring it up. Now, we'll bring it up. Now. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm all over the What place. is the best looking Xbox control it error? Oh. And why is it the Starfield one? Also, which edition of Starfield are y'all getting? Ryan. So, Sean, guess what did what? you do? We both, we both got. The Constellation Edition. Did you get it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so expensive. Oh uh, but my it's got a watch. It's got a watch. It's got a watch. It's got a oh, lunch kit. Oh. <laughs> also, Sean, you're also talking to the same person who, in the same week, saw that the Avatar uh, Frontiers of Pandora Dora Collector's Edition went up with a Navi statue. And I got that one, too. You got that, too? Yeah. I saw well, and this is obviously something more for the PlayStation Drive, but like the 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 Spider Man Stupid Edition, the 19 inch statue with Venom. Oh my gosh! Oh, yep. and also speaking of Spider Man, something else I did on the flight because I can't apparently sleep very long on the plane. I watched Spider Man into the into the Spider Verse for the very first time. Nice. And I and I wept like a like a tired baby <laughs> on the plate man i was just like this is so it's so good i know i'm not saying anything brand new but i've i've finally done it i watched it i think i can watch it with my kids is is kind of one of the things i was um considering as i was watching like maybe this is like a screening and i think i think it might be okay for the kiddos to watch as well so okay well, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you said this right as Matt Sawinski was saying he had, he was losing connection on the train oh. and he had to go because he would I know he would have loved to hear that. Yeah, that's a great great film. Uh, you got the Constellation edition. Uh, yeah. Did you get the controller, Ryan Turford? Uh, I am I am seeing I'm experiencing the FOMO of not having it. <laughs> um, there are reasons for me to wait. Interesting. <laughs> and in which case, I may just not. You do it right away, but I, I'm I'm like this co- close to breaking on both that and the headset. Oh, oh, the headset really? Yeah. Oh, it the, the headset looks great. It looks actually kind of like it could be even like a collectible. Although that headset, I think you've tried the base hardware on that, right? Like you you use that on a regular basis. This it's one, right this there, one right here. It's yeah. right. There. <laughs> everything yeah. is within just, arm's reach. It's everything amazing. is within arm's reach, just like this copy of. James Cameron's Dark Angel oh, season one gosh. now available on DVD, which we'll get to. 
will. We will. Okay. We will. There's reasons to talk about that. Well, Ryan, you'll notice that I'm talking publicly about the Constellation edition. Um, previously yeah. in the week, I just posted it very quietly in the Discord because I I just wanted to secure it. Okay, because like you pre-ordered these things from Best Buy, and you can cancel it. Doesn't charge you yeah. until it's going to ship anyway. So I just thought I don't want to miss out on this thing. I'll figure it out later. And uh, so I, I secured it. I I, I quietly kind of messaged in the discord about it but i haven't tweeted about it right okay because i hadn't told my wife about it. <laughs> oh my god sean that's a conversation you have to have so i i have now so that's like now now i'm able to share this on uh on, on the podcast because i kind of i felt like a child telling her <laughs> like so you know how i like space right like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and 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 like and you know fall and so she, my wife chelsea uh for those who don't know is a huge fallout fan yeah and so we've bought stupid editions from fallout games in the past well, you got the fallout 76 one fallout 76 it comes with the power armor helmet and everything like it was a big deal so i kind of went up to her and said i kind of kind of ordered this thing in it and it comes with a watch kind of like the pit boy <laughs> from fallout and it's this big deal and she's like okay and i'm like yeah, it's kind of expensive and she's like, okay. I'm like, it was like $400. <laughs> so like a child would in these sort of situations, Ryan, I started negotiating if this was going to be like part of my birthday present and part of my Christmas present, yeah. like Father's Day and all these things, just like adding it all up. So, but she knows about it. I've got a green light. We'll figure it out. But man, it's... um <laughs> I'm so excited for this stupid game. Holy cow. <laughs> so exciting. Same. But which we're going to get into in a little bit, but how like our excitement for, for mm-hmm. Starfield. Because I think both of us are pretty excited about it. And that's part of the reason why like, I, I wanted it. You know, it, it comes with a, you, a usable piece of technology. And it's one of those things where you have an Apple Watch, Sean. So at least I know. You, know, you have the tougher cell. But as you can show, see by me showing my wrist, I don't have a watch at all. So like, it, it's the perfect thing for me, someone who doesn't really have something like that and and wants to you know celebrate starfield. Yeah, so. this is this is the type of thing that I'm going to try not to think about too rationally over the next few months, Ryan, cuz the rational mind would talk yourself out of this. It makes of no course. sense to have this, especially when you start to get to the to the actual functionality of the watch, which I have a much better watch, you know, like it actually does yeah. things. Um so yeah, I, I don't even want to think about it cuz I just want to be stupid excited about this. Um I'm I'm like I've got Diablo, Forza and Starfield all in the same year, dude. Like this yeah. is this is the year of dreams it's for Sean Capri. Sh- it's the Sean Capri year. Well, it's also kind of in a lot of it ways is it's for kind everybody. Of the, it, it is kind of for me too, which, mm-hmm. which you know we'll get into in a second too. All right, but, uh, all right. Yeah. Well, actually, segueing the show back on the road uh, to my section of the playlist. Number one, I'm also still playing Diablo Four. I'm actually on Act Five. Mm-hmm. I'm close to the end of Act Five as well, which and I've heard Act Six is very very short. Um, so I'm pretty close to beating it. But what's prevented me from finishing the game at this point, Sean, number one, I've kind of been spread out between a bunch of different characters as I've, as I've talked to you about on stream before, where I have like four, like level 30 plus characters at this point. And, mm-hmm. and part of that is like with this game in particular, unlike other Diablo games, there hasn't really been like one character class that I've really felt like uh, is, is fits my exact kind of play style or fits the way that I like to play the game in a way. Um, Like they all have strengths and weaknesses that I'm not super into in a way that like, 
I wasn't expecting because Diablo three, for example, like there were a couple of classes like the monk or the crusader or the witch doctor that were like totally up my alley. And I really felt like I was having a ton of fun playing as mm-hmm. um, or even I just had more fun playing as the wizard in, in Diablo three versus the sorceress in Diablo four. So, yeah, um, the class fantasy has definitely hurt my enjoyment of it or, or, or it's made me want to experiment more and try and maybe find, you know, a home and all of that, too. But I'm also working on our review of Diablo mm. 4. Um, and I wanted to make sure I tried as many of the classes as possible as well for that review and kind of get my sink my teeth in as much as possible for that. Nice. Yeah. Um, but the other reason is and I've only really seen Jace talk about this. Um, and I don't know if you've experienced this problem, Sean. Uh, the game has been freezing a lot for me lately. Where oh, that's too bad. I'll play the game for 20 minutes and then I'll roll with my character. And as I do the roll, the game freezes or I get off my horse and the game freezes or, oh. you know, do X, Y and Z things and the game freezes. And it really is like amped up since I got past, you know, like got into act four of the game. Mm. So I don't know if it, it has to do with, you know, the mount or some other update they did recently that's kind of broken things. But it's been but with this game, when the game freezes, it doesn't save your progress. So then I sometimes I'm losing 10 of the 20 minutes I just played uh, before the freezing. And then I kind of have to replay those moments and then go. It's just, it's made it made pushing to the end of the campaign kind of miserable. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I've not experienced it. Although I'm right behind you. Um, I just finished act three, so I'm about to get a horse, I think. Yeah. And so, it might just be like a console specific issue too. Cause you're playing mm-hmm. on PC. I'm I don't know PC. what, what, what Jace is playing on, but PS5. I know, he was mentioning on Twitter that he ran into this a bunch over the last couple yep. of days. So yep. something must have happened. And it might just be one of those things where it's like, well, maybe I wait until they update the game before I. Bowser said the same thing. That sucks, man. In the chat here. That sucks yeah. to hear. Yeah. Cause oh, I'm playing on bummer. Xbox. So we, yep. Jason and I are definitely playing on different platforms, mm-hmm. but it might be a console specific thing since I haven't heard anyone with PC having this problem. Um, which is too bad because I, otherwise I'm enjoying the game and, and really liking it. Um, but I'm with you, Sean, as far as the campaign is concerned, where yeah. the campaign itself, it's fine. It exists. Mm-hmm. It's not the reason you're playing though. Agreed. I think we, we, yeah. we, we know that. And I, and like, I'm excited to get to the end game stuff that unlocks after the campaign. Cause I've heard all that stuff is actually pretty cool. Like as far mm-hmm. as, you know, going around the world, doing uh, like a lot of the world bosses or finishing up like a lot of the strongholds. And then, you know, ha- like doing the loot grind towards some of the, the the crazier gear that you get on world tier three and four and, and some of the ch- other challenges that come along with that. Cause there are other dungeons that open up yeah. when you complete the campaign and stuff. So like, I, I know that there's a lot more to sink your teeth into after the campaign's over. And that stuff is actually more interesting. I think the campaign itself, mm-hmm. um, but that, you know, I, I've come to expect that from, Diablo over the years playing the previous games because they're all kind of like that. So. so what you're saying is that you need to play a game fairly completely before rendering a final verdict on this, Ryan. It's almost like one would say that, Sean. One you might. Think, you, you can't just base your campaign on just, you know, the first first uh, first little bit. Sean. Just a bunch of hype, that. just a bunch of children out here. Just like yeah. this is my fun place. I love it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm with you, man. I I'm waiting for the gear to kind of like compound and just start to get like crazy here again. I might just be right around the corner from that. Uh, I <clears throat> I feel like the leveling slows down to a point where it does, I'm not. Yeah. I mean that, and that's that's to be expected to a certain degree. But um, I'm not able to like I, my my character is very similar now as it was 
20 hours ago as far as like what I'm really unleashing. And maybe yeah. I need to do a little bit more experimentation and, and reset some of my skill trees and things like that. So maybe mm-hmm. I'm doing something wrong, but I kind of was hoping for like continued progression. I just don't feel like I'm that much more of a badass here at level 45, 46 as I was at 35. And that's yeah. just a perception thing. That's just a feeling. There's nothing really objective of what well, I'm I telling think part you there. Of that just has to do with the scaling world where because the world scales to your level, you're always feeling just as powerful as you were probably at level 10. I guess so. But I guess maybe, maybe vampire survivors has ruined me, Ryan. Like I don't feel like I've, like I show up and then all my abilities start to just completely take over. So maybe I need to look at it. Maybe I need to respect a little bit instead of just like launching in and playing. So yeah. Yeah. Makes mm. sense. Which we're playing quite a bit at over at twitch.tv slash carpool gaming live, by the way. Yes, exactly. Come, yes. come join us. Join us, as you will. Um, so I've had some palate cleansers to kind oh, of, nice. you know, off balance, you know, like I don't want to get too sick of Diablo 4 because at this point, I think my last hour count on Xbox on the game was over 60 hours at this point. So um, <laughs> nice. and it, it and that's not including the beta time. Yeah. Um, which I spent 30 hours with the beta as well. My so, God. um, yeah, I'm, I'm close to hundred hours with this game at this point, John. So, yeah, um, I've had, to off, I've had to make sure to off balance it with other games as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been playing a lot of rock band Four. people have been seeing me put up pictures of it on my, on my Twitter. I'm, I'm kind of all in with rock band again. Like it's super fun. I love it. I'm also eyeing some of that DLC and I'm like, I kind of want to buy some of the new DLC for rock Ooh. band because there's some good songs. Um, so I've been, I've been jamming out with a lot of rock band, um, uh, the, I would hold, show my guitar, but it's not anywhere to me. I, I'm just looking around and seeing where it is. Um, I also over on that PlayStation, Sean, I have to at least mention this. We won't dive deep oh, into this. Oh yes. No, tell me. I know but what the it final is. fantasy 16 demo yes. came out and, uh, holy crap, Sean, it might be one of the best things I've played all year. It's <laughs> just the here, demo really? from the game. <gasps> yes. Like it, the, the way that they, cause first of all, the demo is the first, like, two hours of the story. So it's the, the prologue to, to kind of Clive's tale. Clive is the, the main character that you play as. Mm-hmm. So you get to basically see like him in the present and then him in the past. And it kind of sets up like his whole story arc, which I'm not going to get into for spoilery reasons. Um, and then there's also when you beat the, the demo campaign section, there's also a, another additional ch- thing called the iconic challenge spelled like the uh, icons in the game with an E. Um, the icons are basically the summons. You couldn't spell the it the normal way. Of course not. It's Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and and it pl- takes place much farther into the game. So it gives you a, a sense as to wh- how the story starts to develop with, with Clyde later on in the game. But also gives you a sense as to all the crazy powers you have access to towards in the end of games. Because you can um, cycle between the different summons yourself. So you have a bunch of different, you know, powers and moves like you have. Uh, if you switch to Titan, you can, you know, do this crazy parry and and this crazy counter, which then really punishes the enemies. Or you can, you know, switch to Garuda to have like this like su- ability where you like pull enemies to you, kind of like Scorpion style from Mortal Combat. Um, or you have access to the Phoenix where you you have access to, you know, regenerative skills, but also like fire abilities like and the way that this all balances in the, the the super fast combat is just super impressive. Like I, you know, as someone who loves fast action games like Devil May Cry or Ninja Gaiden or Bayonetta, like this is like my perfect game, Sean. Oh, when when I, I look it. at the scale of, you know, games that are very much made for me, um, because it's it's that on top of a very excellent 
story with great voice acting characters and just incredible visuals and music like Silken's music. He's the, the composer on Final Fantasy 14. But the way he's kind of composed the music in this game is, is nothing short of incredible. And the way that even like weaves in like the, the subtle elements of the Final Fantasy melodies mm-hmm. throughout, you know, different key pivotal moments in the game, like chef's kiss. Wow. Like, th- this is honestly, again, like one of like easily the best demo I've ever played, let alone one of the best things I've played this year. And the full game isn't even out yet. So mm. it's out next Friday. So we're like a week and a little bit away, Sean, uh, before you kind of lose me to, to Final Fantasy <laughs> 16 at this point. We um, all lose you. This is gearing up to be honestly like probably like really close to being like a game of the year contender for someone like me. Just from the I demo. And, and Just is from this, the demo. this starts from the beginning, did you say? Yeah, it starts from the beginning and, and your scene carries, carries over to the full game. Oh, yeah. that's how you do it. That's how you do it. That is That's awesome. how they hook you. That's yeah. how they, because I know a lot of people like I've seen on Twitter trying out this demo and they who are on the fence about it and they, they instantly put up their, their little screenshot saying they pre-ordered the pre-order. game. Pre-order. Yeah, yeah, totally. Holy like cow, I, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like it even won court over, for God's sake, Sean. And yeah. court hates RPGs. So. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm loving to see it. You know, he's he's trying to be stubborn because that's just how he's he's been. I don't know. Is it, was that how he was raised? I don't know. It's just how court yeah. is. But he's starting to open his mind up a little bit and yep. join us, court. Join the weebdom. Yes, yes. it's warm over here. <laughs> one of us. And then uh, also, last thing I'm going to touch on, we're 25 minutes in the show, so I don't want to spend too long. <laughs> Um, because Sean, you know, a while ago, back on Carpool Gaming Day, we did our our committed relationship game. Oh, yes. Yep. And I hadn't finished my committed relationship game, which of course is James Cameron's Dark Angel, Mm -hmm. uh, a spinoff of James Cameron's Dark Angel season one now available on DVD. (laughs) Um, And uh, I decided, you know what? I had to finish the game. I had to see the ending of James Cameron's Dark Angel on the original Xbox, and I have done it. I have finished Congratulations. the game. I have gone back. I made. I fulfilled my obligation to finish James Cameron's Dark Angel on the original Xbox. And yeah, it, you have more frustrations that you saw when I live streamed the game with the, the, some of the stealth elements and stuff proceed throughout the rest of the game. And some of the boss fights are just very dumb and silly. But you know what, Sean? Mm. I had a fun experience overall. So fun, in fact, because I, li- I actually kind of like the story a little bit. In, in, the, in the game itself, not so much the, the combat, but I like I like the acting and stuff. So it actually inspired me to actually watch <laughs> James Cameron's Dark Angel season one now available on DVD, um, because as you've noticed, it's out of its slipcase. We're not you know, on the back. It's got <laughs> it some of the characters yeah. on the show mm-hmm. on the back because I've been watching this this DVD box set. I'm three episodes in. Um, the first episode is like a two hour movie, essentially, because it's a pilot. Amazing. Um, but man. They actually, they, I, I think that's actually a good show. I actually kind of like it. So I'm glad that I, I played the game, Sean. So now I can experience the TV show in, in, in all of its glory. And then now it's like, oh, all the stuff that I know, that saw from the story in the game all makes sense now. So, <laughs> now I've watched the show. Yep. That's why they do it, man. That's amazing. Look, your committed relationship, uh, it needs to be called into question here a little bit. Uh, did you finish the game? Yes. Did you commit to finishing the game? Yes, but the committed relate like the the it's about the monogamy <laughs> about it, Ryan Turford. Well, once again, Sean, this is just clearly just a sign of how I just look at relationships in general. I guess so. Yeah, polyamorous <laughs> yep. or what does whatever that say about is. me? What does it say well, about me? It's just a different lifestyle, you know. Yeah. But 
the vows that you said were, were soiled, but that's okay. I'm glad that you finished it. Glad that you could update the audience on uh, the latest opinion on yeah. James Cameron, Dark Angel on original Xbox hardware. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, it's also available on PlayStation 2 as well. But we I, don't how could I forget? How could I forget? How could you forget, Sean? Because you know what, Ryan? You said something. I, I ended up finding um, a store here, just like all sorts of stuff, manga, comics, and video games. Um, so if you have something that you might think is difficult to find, let me know. I'm like, I, could go, I could go searching for you. I could go oh. look for you. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah. Some cool well, stuff over here. Well, I'm, in, I'm in a whole new place, you know? That's true. It's true. You are in a whole new place. It's, it's very fun. You can just kind of disappear. There's in this, in the sea of people, Ryan, like you do whatever just like you Jason want. did in the hit movie, Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. That's right. Yep. Even or, though half or, that movie takes place on a boat. Okay. I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> I don't know either. That's why I'm slamming the brakes on this conversation. Good Sean, idea. It's time for some breaking news. Yes. And we'll talk about this a little bit. Cause again, first of all, we don't have a lot of new news because we t- covered it on the myriad of showcase yes. uh, conversations we had because we, we reacted and talked about it, uh, the, the, the Ubisoft conference and the Capcom conference and the Xbox one and Summer Game Fest. So conversations for all of that stuff are available on the podcast feed and on YouTube. So mm-hmm. you don't need to worry about that here. We're not going to dive into too much stuff. But the news I wanted to talk about, Sean, is that the news we got from the Xbox Extended Showcase? Yes, that we got a little bit later. Now, a lot of the stuff that we saw there was was, um, and I don't know if you got a chance to watch that showcase, I did. Sean. Yep. Yeah, I, it was very much just you know giving us small details on stuff we already knew. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't find a lot of it newsworthy, but this one story in particular I thought was important for us to talk about okay. because the following idea at Xbox games are coming to Game Pass day yes. one. They yes. had a giant sizzle reel mm-hmm. and they put up a, a blog post about this later. And I don't know most of these games, but two games I'm going to save for the very end. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know very well, which we'll talk about. So we got Tectonica, Little Kitty, Big City, Another <laughs> Crab's Treasure, Galacticare, The Wandering Village, The Bookwalker, Tharland Halbet, Maneko's Night Market, and then the two big games, Sean, Neon White yes. and Sea of Stars, all yes. coming to Game Pass. In fact, you know, it's it's funny, and, and I, I can't remember who brought it up um, to give the, give credit where credit's due, where, you know, for a long time, Sean, we never, th- we didn't even think Sea of Stars was coming to Xbox, let alone right. we found out later it, it's coming to Xbox, and then it's coming to Game Pass day and date, which yeah, is man. crazy to think about, so... What do you think about this news? Because I think this is a pretty oh. big deal, especially especially with CS Stars and Neon White. But what do you think? I'm a huge Neon White fan. It was my game of the year last year, I think. I think that I ended up crowning Neon White there. The fact that it's coming to Game Pass is such a huge win. It's a little late, but people need to play Neon White. It's my it's been my my prescription. If anybody's been having a rough day, or if you're just seeing a bunch of just garbage on the internet, go play Neon White. So here it comes onto Game Pass, which is incredible. Sea of Stars, man, looks so, so good. I actually feel like we're both being like, I'm very interested in Sea of Stars, but like my game of the two is Neon White. And I think Sea of Stars is is very much a Ryan Turford game. Yeah, 100 percent. Like, I'm like very, very excited for Sea of Stars. Everything they've shown of Sea of Stars is fantastic. The demo for Sea of Stars was fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm just excited for that game to finally come out. Um, especially because Sabotage, the, the the company that makes it, first of all, they're a Canadian studio. They're located in Quebec. Um, but their last game, The Messenger, 
was also really good too. Like I really enjoyed that as well. And it was also a very different game um, than what we're getting with CS stars. And of course I love role-playing games. So uh, you bet your bottom dollar, Sean, I'm getting CS stars. And at this point, like I was, you know, looking at, you know, picking up CS stars on Xbox, but now I don't have to. This is on yeah, Game Pass. Game Pass. Like I've, al- I've already basically bought it at this point because I've got my Game Pass subscription. I have a question for you, Ryan, out of this. And maybe there's some other things that uh, threads that we can pull with this uh, showcase extended. I saw our good I saw our good friend Kyle over at the trophy room lament that there were some news that wasn't at the Xbox showcase, like the, the main one that did show up here. This being probably what he was referencing. What do yeah. you think about this? Like, I'm of two minds of it. I understand where Kyle's coming from um, because this did seem like it was pitched as almost like ancillary or supplementary uh, content, but there definitely was some stuff in there that was, you would only get here. Like they gave yeah. you reasons to tune into this extended showcase that exists in a way of the, uh, the Nintendo treehouse kind of thing that yeah. they used to do all like not quite there but they've the f- xbox has finally got to a place where they can do a showcase like at e3 which is an hour and a half of pretty dedicated stuff uh and then like a traditional kind of showcase then they did the direct style which nintendo has done where they hone in on a single game and then they did the treehouse thing where they had this extended video uh which i liked i think i think yeah. xbox had a really good week in the news this week but i'm curious for you like would you have rather seen this idx box stuff at the main showcase on sunday no because honestly i think like they could have done that because they didn't have if i if memory serves i don't think they did a sizzle reel in the main nope. show other than phil talk doing the talking and right. having the sizzle reel kind of go but they didn't really have like a traditional sizzle reel so maybe they could have put it in there but honestly i feel like this news stands better on its own on its own day. Like I actually think like there were more eyes on this news uh, by having it be on the extended showcase, you know, the next day versus having it as part of the main showcase. Cause I really feel like it probably would have been lost in the shuffle be, be, with, yeah. be, with the, like with like everything they announced there with Starfield, with the people, with people talking about persona or, you know, anything else that they announced at the main showcase. Like, I feel like it would have been lost in the shuffle in a way that they, they probably like it makes more sense to put it at like, a showcase the next day or, or if they're going to do an extended thing. And, and to your point, John, they, they needed reasons for people to tune into this. So they needed yeah. to have some announcements here. And yes, the, the announcements they also had here that we're not going to touch on really are, you know, all smaller things. And, and that's OK. Like, it's OK to do this. But this was also kind of like the one more thing of that showcase as well. So, I mean, I, I feel like they were they elevated it at that at the showcase. It appeared in. it just wasn't the main showcase. And I think that's OK with something like this. Yeah, no, I agree. I I was glad to see it. I was glad to see more news that people could get excited about. And yeah, no, I'm I'm perfectly fine with this. And it's Neon White coming to Game Pass yeah. and see his stars. So yes, I thought it was I thought it was really good. There was um, a moment there too with Keanu Reeves. Uh, I thought that was really good. They kind of had the we got the best of both worlds. We got our Keanu moment in the main showcase, and he did his thing. But then he kind of sat down with. Um, I think her name is Tina. Um, yeah, she used to be, Yeah, from IGN. Yeah, she used to be on on GameScoop every week because like that, I was just going to say shout out to Tina Amita because she like crushed it because she just joined Xbox recently. Yeah, she did a may. I actually really quite enjoyed her in the 
the hosting chair, but then also in that interview, like just got, we got to see a lot of different sides. Or for those of us who've been introduced to her maybe for the very first time, but of course coming over for IGN, um, I thought that was a really good little bit. And then we saw Paris over in Budapest. Was yeah, Budapest. <laughs> Budapest. Yeah, for a flight simulator <laughs> while driving a boat <laughs> instead of a plane. They could have done that anywhere. They could have had it in LA. They could have done it wherever, like in, wherever he's from. He might even be from LA. I'm not sure. But they fly the guy to Budapest to go talk about Dune in Microsoft Flight Simulator, which I thought was a, yeah. again, I thought it was a good place for that like trying to shoehorn that into a regular showcase it would feel weird but it felt right at home here they got to be a little bit silly they know paris and the whole uh bit that they've got with going fast and they did the top gun thing before it's it's a good fit man so you're starting to see these these characters and these influencers and these personalities show up in their in their various places and i i thought it was great man i'm 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 actually quite beaming with this showcase yeah, and like I think the extended showcase was really, really solid. Like it was well paced. Yes, I don't think we learned a ton of new information, but it was cool to see some extended looks at some of the other games. Like, we did learn something, Ryan Turford. Uh, Phil Spencer has a new title. Yeah, did you gamer. see it? gamer? He's a gamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we also that was saw. Amazing. We also saw them play the, the that thirty three Immortals game. Yes, as well with thirty three people. Yes, I've been struggling to try to bring it up on my iPad on this amazing, wonderful hotel internet Wi-Fi that I've got here. It's barely yep. working. But honestly, Ryan, that was one of the highlights I wanted to talk about with this was 33 Immortals, the studio that did Spirit Fair before. Um, gamer Phil Spencer sat down with the devs and there was one really interesting thing Um well, there's many interesting things, but one that jumped out to me was when they started making the game, they had decided already that 33 was going to be the number, but their yep. studio didn't have 33 people working there. So they <laughs> couldn't even fill up a roster with the people who worked on the game. So like, yep. I don't know. I just think I th- this game has something very special going for it. Like this underdog, like let's go for something big and weird with 33 on there. And they, they showed us what the gameplay was like, which I definitely wanted to see. And it's, you're not all together. You're actually kind of all over the place on the map and you can coordinate in different ways, Ryan. Yeah, like it sounds like you want to complete different objectives on different parts of the map, and then eventually you meet up for like the the final kind of push at right. the end. Is that yeah. like a Muso kind of thing? Like, is that kind of like when I saw that map, it almost looked like a Warriors kind of. That thing. actually is like a reminiscent of like old World of Warcraft days, where if okay. you're running ra- like raid bosses and stuff, you'll have like different objectives uh, across like different sections of the giant raid boss arena, um, and so you kind of like separate into different groups and then you kind of meet together to, to beat the boss kind of thing. Hmm. It's interesting though. Nice, and that was actually, nice. that was also, they closed the show with that too. To it show was a highlight, man. How much they believed in, in that game. Yeah, definitely a highlight. And um, yeah, I mean, between that and the ID at Xbox, like indie games really showing up, like going toe to toe or side by side, shoulder to shoulder with um, flight simulator and, uh, cyberpunk 2077 which continues to look really really good so mm-hmm. i liked it it wasn't anything this was the one thing that we didn't stream uh, and live react to uh yeah. here at carpool and i think that's fine honestly i think yeah. that would have been weird <laughs> to, to react to no, we've done that kind of thing before with like inside xbox which yeah. is, which was very much what this was trying to be where it Big is time. a lot of interviews and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like well, it's hard for us to kind of talk over that yeah. you know so for sure yeah, like that's that's why we didn't do that but i think there was i think it was a good 
showcase. And I definitely don't think they wasted people's times with, with this. Agreed. Like, yeah. Again, like even some of the smaller announcements, like, you know, Hi-Fi Rush getting that arcade mode, for example, like that, that post-game content, mm-hmm. as well as some, uh, some of the other things they announced here were, were pretty cool. So, yeah, I think it was a good showcase. I like it. Neat. And also, too, like I, I, I'm glad also they didn't save like a huge game reveal or something like that for this kind of showcase and, and kind of held that back from the showcase. I, I felt like they, they had a good balance with that news. Like it totally. wasn't like that. The Nintendo Treehouse that I thought about when you mentioned Nintendo Treehouse, Sean, where um, they announced Metroid Prime 4 at the at the Nintendo Direct. And then during the Treehouse, they that's when they announced Metroid Samus Returns, not at the Nintendo Direct, but at the Treehouse. Right. Of all things. And, and, and Treehouse, like, the Treehouse thing is is definitely it's it's there's still another extreme for Xbox to reach with the Treehouse thing, which is like an eight hour stream. Like right. it's just forever. And yeah, no, I don't I don't want to go full Treehouse. Let's just stay yeah. this sort of like mini version inside Xbox. Yeah, like it seemed like a, perfect for like a one hour. Yeah, show. I agree. And also like way better than, you know. When that when they do, if you remember, Sean, a couple years ago when they did Twitch presents, totally the, uh, the Xbox Indie Showcase, and then that was like four and a half hours long, and it was just it was too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's too and much. it's and it gets to be something different. You know, I've been very loud about this. I don't want to see just like hit go on a on a video of a bunch of trailers back to back to back. Like I do want to see some sort of presentation, some personality Uh, shout out to Ubisoft again for at least bringing it. I think it was Joey Ferris who called out like the, the E3 cringe moments when they, Mm -hmm. uh, they introduced the um, blood dragon anime (laughs) dude, just standing there, like all costumed out and everything like, yeah, I'm that's, that's not a bad thing. Let's, let's just get into the camp every once in a while. Exactly. Although it's it's a shame, Sean, because that is the one trailer I had to remove for copyright yeah, reasons from our Ubisoft reactions, because, of course, we had to. I'm sorry, everybody. But yeah, it, it was a magical moment if y'all joined us live to watch us actually live react to that. <laughs> yeah. But Sean, I want to shift into cruise control. Oh, with the topic of the week. And this is a very short topic, so we're not going to spend all day on this. But um, this is actually something that we used to do in the old game moose days, Sean, that I wanted to, to resurrect a little bit here. And that's kind of like what you probably saw in the thumbnail, you know, joining the video here. So first off, before I get into what it actually is. We're going to bring in the Muffin Mon, who kind of teased this up up a little bit. Kevin Ainsworth, the Muffin Mon, asks, Now that we've had a few days to sit on it, what is y'all's favorite reveal at either the Xbox Showcase or the Extended Showcase? Ooh. I wanted to open open things up a little bit, because, Sean, I want us to... As the Xbox Drive, you mm-hmm. know, as the, as an editorial outlet, as you would, as, yes. a, as a as a podcasting you know company, we want to we want to decide uh, crown a Xbox game and show. What was what was the oh, best thing we it. saw on Xbox at any of the showcases? Because I'm gonna, uh, even though Kevin's question was specifically the Xbox Showcase or the Extended Showcase, we already kind of answered that question when we did our Xbox Showcase reactions. Because we did we did that you know right after the showcase because we did uh, we did talk about okay what was the our, the, our favorite thing we mm-hmm. saw there so I want us to kind of now that you had a couple days to marinate on this what what did we, what did we think was the best that game we saw all a week on Xbox I think there's a couple big contenders like Star Wars Outlaws is one yeah. that we 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 all kind of agreed on was one of the best things we saw um, another one uh, was uh, was Starfield. Because of course it was. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely the game it kind of needed to be, um, but just opening up beyond just the Xbox showcase. I think one of the best games we saw was Prince of Persia, the the the, the brand new two D Prince of Persia game. I think was one of the best games we saw 
um, just from a gameplay perspective as well as everything else. Um, as well as, you know, uh, Persona 3 Reload, I think, was another strong contender for fitting in this category. Like, I think there's a lot of directions we could kind of go with this. Uh, so, Sean, I want us to open up the discussion with you because, like, I'm curious to know what what was the best thing that you saw that's on Xbox over the last week? Well, before I jump past it, I, I actually think um, typically what I would do is acknowledge Starfield, or a game like Starfield, and then go into something else that was um, also sure. very impressive. But I actually think I'm going to give the flowers to Starfield. And that might just seem like, a, of course, like it, Starfield got its direct and, and all these things. But I... <laughs> I was compelled to go buy a $400 stupid edition basically yep. from this, uh, from the direct itself, which followed the main showcase as well as it just being there. Um, but what I would want to say about it, Ryan, is that you and I talked about this leading up to it. My arms were crossed. I was not impressed with what I had seen before. We yeah. were lasering rocks to pieces. It was No Man's Sky. Too much No Man's Sky comparison that, uh, that they brought up themselves the first time that they showed us Starfield and this Starfield looked totally different by the way and if you look there's some really good posts out there of people looking at like the glow up that has happened very similar hopefully we have a different outcome here but very similar to uh, when Halo was delayed that full year and you saw the Craig and then you saw kind of afterwards it did like it, it looked better and there was quite a bit of uh, shot by shot screenshots and comparisons for Starfield so I feel like that's the one and in some cases in some extreme outlets out there we're saying the Xbox brand and the future of Xbox as an ecosystem rests in the hands of, of Starfield. Um, and I'm with you, Yarden. Yarden and Chad saying the only answer is Starfield. Like, I feel like it's almost too obvious, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost because of, of course it is. So I want to give it a little bit of flowers. I don't want to skip past it because um, this could be the next, you know, Star, um, Forza, Gears, Halo, Starfield. Like that, yeah. it could launch itself right alongside some of the most important IP in the Xbox ecosystem, which is awesome. That's great. That's but but there's a lot of with great power comes great responsibility with that, Ryan. So I could go on, but Starfield is the number one pick. But I could I could generalize it honestly to first party. Xbox's yeah. first party showed up, man. I don't know if there's anything from the first party that wasn't great. And I like yeah. I'll even I'll even throw um, flight simulator into that yeah. mix as well. I feel like everything was there made sense. It wasn't like, what are you doing? It was we got to see from compulsion games, which was incredible. So, yeah, man, first party came out to play. Oh, one bit of news that I'll, I'll just touch on before I throw it back <laughs> to you. Uh, Avowed. We learned a little bit more about Avowed in that in its scope and scale of it. This is not. Yeah. Uh, Elder Scrolls is not Skyrim. This is more the the size and length and uh, that kind of thing with uh, as uh, Outer Worlds, Ryan. Yeah. How do you which feel about that? Which is honestly perfect. Like I honestly, agree. that's the way I, I would want it to be. Where Outer Worlds, for folks that haven't played it, um, the campaign itself was very quick. Like you yep. could beat the campaign in four or five hours if you wanted to play the campaign. But that's not the main reason you played Outer Worlds, because there was a ton of uh, content to explore in Outer Worlds outside of the main campaign, tons of side quests, tons of dungeons or other things to find in the environment, which is exactly what I'm expecting from about. And in fact, when you compare it to the Elder Scrolls, like with Skyrim, 
in fact, it, like it, it's on the same kind of trajectory as something like Skyrim is where Skyrim, you know, you can beat the campaign for Skyrim in five or six hours. Yeah. Where, you know, you fight the big dragon guy, you go to the, the, the mountain where you hang out with the dudes that are humming the dragon songs and you, sh- you, you call it a day kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like that's that's how long the campaign is for that. And it, it, there was tons of things to do in Skyrim after the fact. So I'm expecting some, something similar with Avowed to to that or Outer Worlds, where it is the campaign's very short. If you just want to mainline the campaign, it's there. It's not going to take you that long. And then the rest of the world is your oyster to kind of play around in at that point. Yeah, man. So, which I'm totally fine. I know, I know a lot of people online have been like oh, all up in arms about that, but I'm like, no, no, I'm give good. it to us. Give it to like, we will get our Starfield is our 4,000 hour RPG. Like yeah. we can go back and forth. We, well, that's the magic about this is that we can actually have both, you know? So I don't think it's any lesser than, and I, I almost want to like squash that part of the narrative as best that we can in our small little corner of the internet. Like, it's yeah. like I hate, I actually hate it. I hate that that even has, because it's just a, it's a metric. It's, it's a measurable, it's quantifiable, which mm-hmm. makes it a, a speaking point and a bullet point for narratives across the internet. And that's stupid. Outer Worlds has been praised since the moment it came out as a game that people should play. And if this is where Obsidian sits, I'm stoked about it. Like, keep keep it going. We need more and more games like this. And um, I know Matt Booty was talking about how game development now is between like four and six years. We don't need every game to be the biggest game ever. So Obsidian, keep yeah. doing your thing, man. Well, and it's something we talk about on RPG Cave all the time, Garrett and I, because like, um, it's one of those things where like RPGs have gotten longer and longer and longer over the years. And mm-hmm. like when you look back on the Super Nintendo days where, of RPGs where, you know, we have some of the best RPGs ever made. Not all of them are super long. Like yeah, you man. go back and play something like Chrono Trigger Chrono and you Trigger. can beat that in 15 hours yeah. or like or any of the old Mana games like Secret of Mana is a fairly short game, too. Like and all those games are praised despite the fact that they're not super long. And yeah. that's OK. Like not every RPG or not every game needs to be that long. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's they, there's a lot of room in that RPG space for shorter RPGs like Sea of Stars. I'm expecting something similar with that, where Sea of Stars, I'm imagining, is going to be a, a fairly short RPG. Yeah. And that's good. I think that's a good thing. Like, I think that like as long the main thing is, as long as when you play it, you feel like you're satisfied with the experience they gave you. Then who cares how long? Totally. At that point. Yeah. The Outer Worlds, especially, there's just so much character in that game like it doesn't it's not about sitting in that world for a thousand hours it's all the different choices that you can bring to it which is at the heart of an a good rpg anyways yes same with uh, obsidian's games in the past like Knights of the republic 2 they actually mm-hmm. made that comparison of as well um or something like south park the stick of truth with the, which they also good made, one which- yeah stick of truth um <laughs> my wife beat that twice over the course of a couple of weekends actually so yeah man because yeah, it's super yeah, short good, like you don't one. need that it, it doesn't need to be like this super long experience to be fun yeah i love to it give you a good time totally um so yeah, that's what I, I'm, I'm, I also saw a lot of people down on Avowed because of the art style as well. Cause that's a whole thing that's been blowing up too, which we're not going to get into. No, I'm, well. I'm good with that. And we're also, yeah, we're not tackling really any of the, the, the internet is on fire topics this week no. because no. I thought Starfield looks gorgeous and I can't wait to play it. That's all the I'm going to say that people, about that. I saw the, the, the commentary about Starfield that I saw is just like, I was sheep. It's ridiculous. It takes away from everything about the game. And you know, you and I chat about this all the time. Uh, nobody else writes the show notes for this podcast but us we choose yeah. what we talk about so i'm geeking out over this constellation 
consolation edition and and negotiating with my wife like I'm a six year old and talking to my mom about a Christmas. We're present. talking about Starfield controllers and Dude. James Cameron's Dark Angel. Yes, like we that's, come, we make the rules. We, <laughs> exactly, and nobody's going to stop they, us. The cops ain't going to stop us. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. Um. So I actually came prepared with like a a bronze, a, a silver, oh. and a gold. Okay. And the reason I did that was just so that, you yeah, know, depending like on that. what your choice was, sure. we could then kind of match up and, and come up with an actual, our, our actual game of show together. Okay. Because my, my bronze, my bronze trophy actually goes to metaphor, the new oh, game nice. from, from Atlas. Yeah, I mean, man. that game looks incredible and it's definitely going to be up my alley. And from what we're seeing, Sean, it's possible that that's actually an Xbox exclusive because I know we had, because we got the the trailers, the embargo lifted for all all three of those games as far as announcing what platforms they're on, and then they announced all the platforms for Persona Three and Persona Five mm-hmm. Tactica to be on on PlayStation and Switch, but. We haven't got any information other than than that this I, game is I coming. I called to Xbox. it, man. Like I pointed out the logos, and you guys were were probably right to presume that that would like how would that happen? But we may live in a world, Ryan, where we have an Xbox exclusive Atlas game. Yeah, and it feels which is good. Just crazy to think about. Feels good, man. Now, and I pointed this out in the Discord a little bit earlier. There isn't a, a Japanese event that is happening for metaphor on the 20th so so next week mm-hmm. um and they might you know announce there that it's also coming to playstation 5 because this doesn't it's not coming to xbox one so i don't imagine it's coming to playstation 4 or switch but they didn't even say steam like no, they said pc they said windows they said windows pc like that's true it's this weird microsoft ecosystem thing that's happening so i don't know maybe it was maybe it's a time thing there's still question marks around it um but yeah and this is something that alice does do you know they have had exclusives for playstation they've had exclusives for the wii u by the way yep and they've had like maybe this is maybe it's time Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. Maybe maybe they finally did it, Sean. They Ryan, finally got Atlas on board. Ryan, this wow. task that you have is very difficult. The three, the bronze, the silver, the gold. Like I, I'm having trouble with this. I'm not going to lie. And I will say maybe I'm going to throw an honorable mention to something that is going to surprise people. And my mm-hmm. honorable mention, my my uh, copper medal, I guess, or your fourth place spot is yeah. Forza Motorsport. And it's uh, it, I'm excited because it's Forza. But I still wish that they showed us. I have the same comments about this this showcase as the last one, which is like, let me play it. Like, wh- like we should actually be yeah. seeing this game and like, what is not even just the show me cars racing fast around a track. That's not necessarily what I'm looking for. But what is the what is the gameplay loop like? What does it look like when I get into the game and and move from one circuit to another? Those kinds of things. So I. I that keeps it from from the the metal standing from my standpoint. That, that's kind of and, and likewise. That's kind of how I felt melt, about metaphor as well. Whereas we saw a lot of gameplay, but it's like I don't. We didn't have it enough to to kind of have it shoot to the top of my list mm-hmm. here. Because my next one, we saw a lot of Star Wars Outlaws, which you know I I thought yeah. had a really impressive gameplay demonstration. Like that game really impressed all of us when we watched it on the live stream. Um, and it's easily like one of my most anticipated games coming out of the showcase, but. I actually agree with you because my my gold that I even came up with before coming up with this conversation, Sean, is also Starfield for all yeah. the reasons you talked about. It yeah. sounds like it's going to be a genre defining RPG. And I mean, I really, truly feel like it's going to be it, it might. It is the one game that's releasing this year, Sean, that might actually beat Breath of the Wild in review scores. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. It's, it's really it's doing possible. something new. It's doing something that is exciting people. So I'm with you. I think so. Are we? Are, are we like presenting the We're Xbox crowning, Drive? We, 
Yes. The, we are. Congratulations, Todd Howard and the team at Bethesda Game Studios. Okay. You have officially been crowned <laughs> the Xbox Drive's 2023 Xbox Best in Show. Congratulations. There you go. A winner is you, as one might say. Congratulations. But, and my hotel internet is barely keeping up with us as we close Well, let's the answer show, this friend. one que- last question real quick from the Goobla King who asked the question, what kind of characters do you plan on making in Starfield and what would their roles or jobs be? This is a simple question for me, Goobla King. If there is an assassination job, if there is a job to be an evil person who blows up planets um, or be like, a, the, you know, the emperor <laughs> of the galaxy or a Darth, a Darth Vader role, as you will, Sean, uh, I will gladly take up that mantle and be that person. Because of course I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a bad guy like oh. I always do in Bethesda games. That's just when when so, when when Preston Garvey uh, uh, somehow appears in the galaxy and tells me a settlement needs my help. <laughs> I will then go to that settlement and blow it up like I did in Fallout Four. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so so savage! Holy cow, right? <laughs> that, but that's just the character I like to play in Bethesda's games oh so, because they give you the freedom to do that. Yeah. Which is awesome. Like, how often do you get to do say you do that in video games? Like, that's that that's the appeal for me. It's like you don't get to play as the bad guy. Less and less, more and more, because people are people. They don't have the gall, Ryan. They don't have the courage that you have. They these games that we've seen from Bioware and the infamous games. The data all shows that. Uh, people can't be the bad guy. So now we're not getting those choices anymore. I think it was anymore. like 80, 20 in infamous too, which is it's just ridiculous, ridiculous. For, yeah. for playing good. Yep. I'm like, yep. Come on guys, live out your fantasies. We all know that they're in there. Your intrusive thoughts. Um, dude, I have so many answers for this. I don't know. And it makes me overwhelmed a little bit because even just a single playthrough will be more than I can handle. Um, but like, I kind of alluded to it on Twitter a little bit. Like I kind of just want to be a wide eyed, um, just space geek, just (laughs) wandering the skies and, and marveling at the science of it all. Um, but I like, is there like sort of like an explorer, I guess, kind of mentality to it. I just want to go see all of the things. I don't know. They haven't really talked too much about the jobs. Like we don't have a list really to pull from. So we're kind of like giving like, yeah, they alluded to, we're making up our own. Yeah. We're definitely making up our own. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, like there's a diplomat kind of element to it as well. Like kind of maybe the opposite of you <laughs> where you're trying to yeah. blow everything up. Like, uh, maybe there's like bringing the, the human race together. Like that's what space does for me, man. I geek out about it a lot. It's like, let's just, you know, the borders and all the things, it's all nonsense. The things that separate us here on earth, it's so silly. Like what, what unifies us across a galaxy? Oh my gosh. Like that's, that's kind of what I want to see here in Starfield, my friend. Yeah. Very nice, my friend. All right, we should probably get out of here before you're in it buckles under the weight of its <laughs> of your massive laptop. But before we go, Sean Plugs go. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. You can find me in New York City at the Nintendo New York store, Rockefeller Plaza, on Friday. So please DM me. I'm also in Discord at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. Twitch.tv slash Carpool Gaming Live. Uh, you can buy our merch at carpoolgaming.com. And I think that's it for me, my friend. That's Very all. Very nice, my friend. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You also find us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming, right here, youtube.com slash Carpool Gaming, and of course, podcast services around the globe. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 295 of the Xbox. I have only five more episodes before episode 300, and we're out. After we celebrate episode 300, I'm sure we're going to have lots of things to give away and lots of reasons to celebrate. The community around us is so amazing. After that, we're going to start counting down to the days until Starfield and the stupid edition that gets in my grubby little hands. Bye, Bob.
the Xbox drivers fueled by patrons over at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. And we want to say thank you to all of our amazing patrons, starting with our ultimate producers, Robbie Bobby Miller. You can check him out over on his Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller. Tony Baker from the Quest for Pixels podcast. You can check them out over at youtube.com slash quest for pixels today. Jonathan Brown, you can find him on all your major music services around the globe. Links to all of his stuff is in the show notes as well. And Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. You can check them out over at phoenixoverdrive.com. Links to all of our Ultimate Producers can be found in the show notes or the description of this video. And thank you so much to all of our Ultimate Producers. Our Platinum Producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern. And our Gold Members, Adam K, Anna, Bowza, Cecily Carroza, Dano, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Hopple, John32, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, Shy Guy, Tim Alf, and Tim Pallon. Thank you all for all of your support, and if you're interested in jumping in the car with us, hand over to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and choose the tier that's right for you.